We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh my, at long last, the saga has come to a conclusion. Damian Lillard has been traded, which means... We have an early trade to announce. That's right. We got to sound the horn. Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. What? What? How is how is this possible? I love this league, Keith. No one was talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. We were talking about the Raptors maybe getting in on this. And suddenly, Damian Lillard is going to the Milwaukee Bucks. That was, I was hoping this would be some kind of great surprise, some major swerve. I was not expecting in my wildest dreams that this was going to be the deal. Yeah, no doubt. Let, let's play. Let's play the other drop one last time. It might be the last time. Oh, we it's kind of sad. It. Yeah, kind of sad. The final, the final, final show, the series finale. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Oh, the, the season finale here, Dames of Our Lives, the saga comes to an end, and Damian Lillard goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. Keith, I guess let's just break down the overall deal. This is obviously from Shams Charania. Uh, we've got Damian Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks. The Blazers pick up Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, a 2029 first-round pick. Uh, they also get draft pick swaps in 2028 and 2030. Then the Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. So three-team trade, the Suns, the Bucks, the Blazers. This ended up, we had a feeling this was going to be a multi-multi-player deal, like a big deal. This, there's a lot of players involved in this trade. 
Yeah, without a doubt. Well, what is that? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight player deal. Uh, three draft picks, so 11 things changing hands here. Uh, everything looks like it's uh, pr- pretty legal and locked in uh, with 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 what it looks like right there. There's nothing that screams to me that uh, there's any of the uh, touch rules not being satisfied in mm-hmm. a multi-team trade or anything like that. So uh, Bobby Marks aptly tweeted, and we'll get into it eventually, but – like what happens with Drew Holiday, right? It's kind of a, a incomplete right now on the um, uh, Portland side because yeah. Drew Holiday very unlikely to you know be be there with, with that. So yeah, so I mean, I, I guess we start with Dame to the box, right? That, that seems the mm-hmm. logical place to to start this discussion. And Giannis said, "You got to do something, right? To to to." keep me happy and keep me um, wanting to stay here in, in Milwaukee. And is, is this enough to, to, to do that? I mean, it's obviously a super duper star, but you know, is I'm already seeing a lot of people say is Damian Lillard really that big of an upgrade over drew holiday for what the bucks need. I I don't know. That's a, that's probably a pretty fair question. I tend to think he's an upgrade, very different player, um, Mm -hmm. an upgrade that they're going to change styles a little bit with him, but yeah, I think it's definitely an offensive upgrade. It's an upgrade, yeah, offensively, big time. You're going to rely a little bit more on Giannis defensively in order to get things done. And obviously, he is an all-world defender. He is a defensive player of the year caliber guy. But you're going to have to rely on him even more to kind of shut things down on that end of the floor because we know Damian Lillard is nowhere near the caliber of defensive player that Drew Holiday is. But then again, Dame brings so much on the offensive end of the floor. We know that Giannis was looking for some type of change. This is definitely a big, splashy move. If Dame was 25, we'd be saying, yes, oh. this is definitely the long-term. Obviously, this move isn't getting done if Dame is 25. But, <laughs> no, uh, not but, for as, this we, but, you know, I mean, Dame is getting up there in years. So who knows? A few years from now, is Giannis still feeling the same way? But obviously, this is the type of move that uh, that Giannis was looking for. I would be shocked if the Bucks did this without consulting with Giannis and getting his stamp sure. of approval. And so they make what ends up being kind of the big splash move of, I guess it's not summer anymore, but of the off season, right? This is an incredible deal, uh, an incredible move for them to make a big move for them to make. But this is a team that lost in the first round uh, of the playoffs that was not supposed to. It wasn't even particularly team. close first round. Series no. So they, they had to make a move here and they wind up going out and getting uh, and getting Damian Lillard. I mean, you got to give it to the Bucks, right? Like, Gian- there's no way Giannis can say, "Well, you guys didn't do enough." The Bucks have done. They've spent when they needed to spend. They've gone out and made moves when they needed to. They've done everything Giannis has wanted them to do. I would have to imagine. It wouldn't shock me now if we start hearing talks about that Giannis extension come back up again. Yeah, that's definitely, we'll see, right? Does that become a thing? Uh, just in case anybody wants to see what the salary sheets look like, our uh, Wizards over at Spock Track, it's already the team multi-year pages already updated with, with the guys oh. that are moving on. No, the trade is not official just yet, but we go ahead and process um, you know, knowing that it's coming. So, so yeah, so we're, we're already uh, updated on, on those are already uh, up and posted over there on uh spot track. If anybody wants to, to look at those. So yeah, I, you know, all right, so let's go to Giannis. Is he going to extend now? We'll see, right. Does this become a thing where he wants to uh, be, you know, with the, 
Bucks long term. Is this enough? I kind of think maybe he still holds off. Yoan says just to keep that pressure on, right? Just of the hey, this isn't enough. Like we gotta keep keep doing and doing and doing. Uh, so maybe maybe he plays out the rest of this year, next summer. But maybe this was enough, and maybe he does lock in and and go. And there there it is. There, there's my guy pulls Look it right up. Well, there it is. You can see Damian Lillard. There he is, right on the, the spot track roster now. So, uh, you know, big big money committed for Milwaukee uh, through the next uh, several years to uh, to to those uh, few few guys there with those guys. Yeah. I mean, we're right there. That is big money being committed to them. Now they had Grayson Allen in their starting lineup quite a bit mm-hmm. this last season. What do you think? Because we're going to talk about, of course, the the stylistic difference between Drew Holiday and and Damian, which they're polar opposites essentially, right? Um, but you're also sacrificing some depth if yep. you're Milwaukee. So what happens to their starting five at this point? Assuming it's Middleton, it's Brooke Lopez, it's Giannis, it's Dame. Is it Pat Connaughton that just slides back into that starting starting spot? Or, or what do we see happen here? Yeah, so you can go a couple different ways, right? They traded essentially their starting backcourt in, in yeah. Holiday and Allen in this deal. So Dame obviously plugs in at point guard. So yeah, do you go with Pat Connaughton? Do you move Chris Middleton, who's played a lot at the two in his career? I think he's probably more of a three than a two now, just given he's a little slower with the injuries and the like that he's had. But do you move him down and start Jay Crowder at the three? Do you move Pat Connaughton in and you just kind of play with him in the starting group? My, My guess is just for balance purposes, probably Pat Connaughton. And then don't forget, they signed Malik Beasley to, to a minimum deal. Oh, I know correct. you know the Lakers fans that are in the chat are going to feel a certain kind of way about Malik Beasley because he wasn't very good for the Lakers, no. but he had been good everywhere prior to that. So I think that was just you know a fit thing. Maybe 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 Malik Beasley isn't that great when the lights shine the brightest. Maybe that is something we'll find out here, presumably, if this trade goes the way Milwaukee wants, but he's another depth guy that they're going to have. So traded a little bit from a position of strength here. Um, one question I still have, which is the same question I had with Drew Holiday, seems still doesn't have a backup point guard. So, mm. you know, where, where are we going with that? Yeah. You know, if, you know, Damian Lillard might miss some time, right? He he tends to be a guy who gets nicked up and, you know, might miss, you know, somewhere between 15, 20, 25 games. If that happens, you know, where do you go uh, at the point guard position? But, they freed up a roster spot. So maybe, you know, Ish Smith, somebody like that. Maybe there's a minor trade they make for somebody else that comes in, just kind of plug them in there and just kind of go. Cause they're in effect backup point guard was Grayson Allen. Um, right. Cause that, that was the role he had played. So, so that that's, you know, one minor question, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty loaded in Milwaukee. Okay. So before we move on, cause we, we need to head over to, uh, to Portland, obviously to look at the other side of this, and then we'll get to the Suns, but, did the Bucks get better? I think so. I I I think so. I don't think they changed their their floor at all with this. I, I think their floor is exactly what it was prior to this trade. But mm-hmm. I think maybe their ceiling's a little higher, which is a little more confidence they get to and, and can win the NBA Finals. Um, I, I think um, you know, I I think Damian Lillard is is an upgrade for what they needed um, uh, offensively on that team because mm-hmm. where they have fallen short the last couple of years against Miami and against the Celtics, if those teams could build a wall against Giannis, 
Giannis is always going to get his, but if you're really making him work and if you can kind of lock into Chris Middleton, they just didn't have enough offensive creation. They're going to be really tough to stop offensively now with Damian Lillard in the fold. So I, I, I do think they're a better team today than, than they were before, just because, you know, I, I like Dame and that's with all due respect to, to Drew Holiday. I, I just think for what they needed, where they're going, I think, you know, this is a pretty big upgrade. I have questions about the defensive side of the ball. I think they took a step sure. back there, of course, and oh, that's why definitely. I would lean Pat Pat Connaughton over Malik Beasley in the starting lineup uh, for the Bucks, despite the three-point shooting that Beasley could be. But Pat Connaughton shoot the hell out of the three as well. But nonetheless, I, I do think they got better. I think they're more dangerous at this point. You're not going to see as many offensive slumps uh, out of this team because Dame, we all know, he can go nuclear in an instant. All right, let's jump over to the Blazers side because this is the team that, Keith, we've been saying – for weeks now. And by the way, guys, we will get to your questions and comments that are coming in in the chat um, once we get through all of kind of the, the nitty-gritty here of these trades. But, um, and speaking of which, thank you for joining us, of course. And got a lot of people in here. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to yes. the YouTube channel, the front office channel. Just hit that subscribe button. You guys know we're here for you, breaking everything down all season long. Uh, so let's look at the, the Blazers side of this. They get... Drew Holiday, who we'll talk about in a minute, not going to stay in Portland, sounds like, which makes a lot of sense. And that's why we almost have to grade this as kind of an incomplete because it's whatever they're going to get for Drew Holiday that we have to factor into this too. But DeAndre Ayton, who we've heard the Blazers are high on, uh, you've got Kamara, you've got a first-round pick and a couple of pick swaps coming in. So this begs the question, Keith, did the Blazers get enough? Yeah, that's the tricky part, right? They clearly value DeAndre Ayton, and I think differently than a lot of other teams had. They they yeah. they were rumored to want to make a run at him when he was a restricted free agent. Were they going to go that way? You know that that's you know something that they were looking at doing. They got two first round picks swaps. We'll we'll see. My guess is the swaps probably won't come in to play, but. 2028 and 2030 are a long way off. So mm -hmm. maybe they do. Yeah, you know, we don't know what any of these teams will be by that point. Uh, Tumani Kamara, fine. He's an upside guy. To me, the answer to did they get enough all hinges on what happens with Drew Holiday. Yeah. What do they turn Drew Holiday into? If they can turn that him into more picks, another young asset that really fits, then yeah, I think they probably did get enough considering we had heard the market for Damian Lillard was not, wasn't what it was because of the new CBA. You're just not going to see very likely teams making the uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert trades where it is. Here's every first round pick we right. can give you and all those things, because when that happens, we're just going to be in a spot um, where then you're really, now you have no way to build out your roster except for minimum. Uh, deals and that's just not going to be where teams are going to want to be so so it becomes a very very uh you know tricky thing as we evaluate these trades you know i i think you're right in your assessment on you waiting to see for the drew holiday trade because yeah. that's a big piece of right now i look at this and I, I look at this blazers roster which here it is again via spot track as presently constructed uh i think deandre aiden is the biggest asset that you got in the trade so far Right. Uh, and Drew Holiday, you could you, I'm not even kind of count. I'm counting him as kind of being in limbo right now. Right. So of the pieces that are not Drew Holiday that they got, DeAndre Ayton is, is the most valuable thing that you that you got in this deal. But but there's more coming. 
Drew Holiday is going to get turned into other stuff. And so what that yeah. stuff is, is going to be really interesting to see. I would imagine Portland's phone is ringing right now. Teams around Gotta the be. NBA are, sure. are calling and saying, hey, let's talk Drew Holiday. Obviously, the clock is ticking. Media day for most teams coming up on Monday. I would be surprised to see Drew Holiday start the year with the Blazers. I think he's going to get rerouted uh, pretty quickly here, uh, which is part of the reason why, by the way, just in terms of how this all goes down, this could ultimately get submitted to the NBA as like a four-team trade, a five-team trade. Once Drew Holiday gets rerouted somewhere else, sure. this could get all combined into a bigger deal by the time it's already you know submitted to the league. But I think Portland did okay here. Now, we know this is a, a franchise that's loved having their their bigs, right? You think about Bill, Bill Walton back in the day. Of course, things didn't work out with Greg Oden. Do things work out better here with DeAndre Ayton? I'll have to admit, I'm a little disappointed in that I really thought Frank Vogel was the coach to get the best out of DeAndre Ayton. And not saying that's not going to happen with Billups in, in Portland, but I thought that DeAndre Ayton was going to get a new lease on life with the Suns, and I wanted to see what Frank Vogel could do with him there. Uh, but now he'll wind up becoming the backbone of this, this Portland rebuild. And Aiden, let's face it, didn't want to stay with Phoenix anyway last summer when he wound up trying to go to Indiana and the Suns said no in like three minutes and matched that offer. And now here he is. He, he gets to move on and gets a, a fresh start uh, up in Portland. And this is a team that I don't expect them to be very good, but they're going to look to uh, to bounce back a bit from uh, hey. from the Dame era. Do me a favor, refresh that page real quick. Because it's got Grayson Allen. I just Grayson saw it. Grayson Allen. They, they I just tagged saw him it. to the wrong team. So that, that's already been fixed. So there, there we go. Is. And part of why I wanted you to do that refresh, leave it right. Actually, scroll it up and take Drew Holiday off. Because we're not going to – he's not going to be a part of this. Uh, other way. That way. Yeah, there we go. Right there. Look at that. Every single guy is under age 30. Whew. Now, on this Portland. And that that's it. There's the new – Portland Trailblazers. It's and even Jeremy Grant. We'll see. You know that that you know, we'll see if he's going to be there long term or not. But we got Aiton, Simons, Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, Chris Murray. That may be at some point the Trailblazers' new starting five that they build mm -hmm. around. You know, with, with that that group of guys there, uh, Matisse Thybul. Obviously, he's going to be in the mix. They they match that offer sheet. I think because twofold. Uh, one extremely reasonable offer she why not match it retain him as a trade asset and go from there but also he's the best defender on this roster and it's not even close yeah. um, with that so there it is right and then now factor in whatever happens with drew holiday we're already starting to get some buzz of maybe philly's jumping in to get mm. drew holiday um you know in, in a three-team you know, with that, yeah, exactly. Back to Philly for Drew Holiday. So, yeah, I think that is, um, you know, something that we're going to have to factor in as well. But if we stay focused on the Blazers for the moment, I kind of like this group. They're not going to be good. They're going to be no. awful this season. But I kind of like this group because I think a lot of these guys, you can build with them together with the contracts that they're on, with uh, their, their ages. I, I think the Blazers are in good shape for you know two three years down the line it's uh, on the surface it's a little bit underwhelming what they got in return but it depends on uh, greatly on deandre ayton who's a very polarizing player what's your opinion of him and then what do they get for drew holiday so let's let's talk for a second about that drew holiday uh, to put his contract back up on the on the screen here 
Uh, $36.8 million this season has a player option for $39.4 million for next season. Um, where does he go? Uh, who goes after Drew Holiday at that price tag? We know right now Portland is probably beginning those discussions. Sure, yeah. Now, I would think if we uh, looked at it, if I was Miami, I would at least make the call. Right? right? Be a great fit. Uh, right. and, and this is we need to talk about Miami, but they yes. lost two starters and now did not get Dame. And they floated out there. We're yep. fine. Even if we don't get, get, get Dame, we're good. Sure. No, you're not. No, yeah. you lost two starters and you yep. didn't get the guy that you let them go in order to, to pursue. You need to do something. I think Miami, you're 100% right. Miami needs to be on the phone to Portland, say, hey, let bygones be, got, be, be bygones. It didn't work out, but let's talk Drew Holiday. Yeah, so what you start to wonder is, right, could they do something where you send Drew, let, let's just talk Miami specifically with this one. Holiday goes to Miami. Hero goes to third team X. And then third team provides value back to, to Portland in terms of young players and picks. You could maybe see something like that come together. I, I think that is a, you know, is a place there. Um, I just want to reference this because I've seen this asked by several people in the chat. Damian Lillard backed off the whole, by all accounts, and backed off the whole, I'm not going to report anywhere mm -hmm. stuff. Because I think the NBA basically said, hey, you better knock it off or there's going to be a problem here. And, and I think also the fact that teams and players and all this stuff can be fined and all that. I, I think they're they're in a, in a place where he was going to report. And it's not like they sent him to... You know, no, no offense, but they, they didn't send them to you know the rebuilding, you know, uh, you know, Houston Rockets or Detroit sure. Pistons here. Like he was sent to a team that is a top tier title contention. He said fairly recently too, he'd love to play with Giannis. So, you know, there's that too. So I don't think there's any worry about him going there. I think he once the Miami stuff looked like it wasn't happening, I think he started to change his tune. Yeah. Back to holiday, yeah. right? No, go Agreed. ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna. I, I was just agreeing with what you said there. Um, so yeah. yes, let's let's we'll continue. So I think you know, do we see something happen with Drew Holiday in the Heat? Uh, Philly is being mentioned as Philly would like to have him because if remember, if you're Philly, this doesn't necessarily mess up your long term cap space plans, or maybe you just love Drew Holiday, which the the 76ers loved him when they traded him the first time around. It was just they were like, hey, we're gonna be awful, so let's get something for him. So do, do you trade, you know, Drew Holiday out somewhere? So that becomes like a, a thing there where he goes to Philly. Then Philly sends, you know, Harden to the Clippers, maybe and the Clippers send stuff to the Blazers. That could be something that we could see come together. What's tough is all this stuff needs to kind of sort. It, it, it's been misrepresented that media day is a real deadline. It isn't. No. It's, it's very much a fake one, but you kind of want to have things in place, not so much for media day, but for your coaching staff. So that when they open the first training camp practice, they know what they're opening the training camp practice with. And they, they go. And where I believe it was Woj was the first one to report after this trade that the, the trailblazers are going to remain engaged on finding another home for drew holiday. And I may yeah. be paraphrasing there. No, you're but right. That is that to me says there's already stuff in the works. Like they know, okay, he, this isn't for him to be here. Let's get that. Let's get that fixed. Let's, let's kind of get something moving. So, so we'll, we'll see. Deal with that one. I, I, 
I'm going to guess we never see Drew Holiday in a Portland Trailblazers uniform uh, from oh. this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not – like, Carmelo Anthony is going to spend more time with the Atlanta Hawks than Drew Holiday <laughs> spends with, with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, hey, Rasheed Wallace got one game in with the Hawks, remember? That, that's true. One that's game. true. Glorious game when he got traded there. He got he got one – yeah, I should have said she because he played one game. Um, <laughs> so, this uh, – with Drew, I think – I'm a big fan of Drew Holiday. I uh, – maybe I'm a sucker for defense first guards, but he does a tremendous job uh, on sure. both sides of the ball, I think. I think he would be a big addition to any team. I think Miami, while publicly they can't say it, they should be desperate trying to get Drew Holiday right now. Again, not crazy, but they should be very aggressive doing what they can to potentially get him because that would go a long way towards fixing this situation that they now find themselves in. I wonder if the Clippers are a team that could that could go after Drew Holiday. They're obviously they've been in, in connection with uh, the whole James Harden situation. Would they be willing to part with the pieces? that they wouldn't for Harden in order to get Holiday. I mean, we already saw the Clippers, uh, the the Blazers give players to the Clippers for nothing, essentially, a couple of seasons ago. Um, so that we there's a history there. Uh, but to, Keith, the team that pops into my head first, and I don't like it because it's a Western Conference team, Danny Ainge, pick up the phone. Could you have yeah. He doesn't fit the timeline. But, but my goodness, that Utah sure. team, if you put Drew Holiday on this team, ooh, that could get really interesting real fast. I kind of wondered, could they be the third team in and they come away with Tyler Hero? We talked about it. Yes. The team that likes Tyler Hero, do they come away there? And that's you know, a good addition for them too. And I'm not saying Hero's as good as Holiday because he's no. not. But here's the big thing with Drew Holiday. If you're acquiring him, you probably have to feel pretty confident you're going to keep him because mm-hmm. – that player option does loom kind of large. So you'd really want to either be in a place where, Hey, can we get an extension done or you know, does it make more sense to carry it out to free agency? It really doesn't. There's no real difference there, but that's going to be something that, that, that I think will be very, very interested um, to see, you know, where does he go? And is that followed immediately by T max is signing drew holiday to, you know, a three or four year extension mm-hmm. um, on top of that. So that, that would be, be, be a thing that I think would come and, you know, so you, so you got to be kind of cautious of that part of it, unless you were, you know, championship or bust type team acquiring holiday, just, you know, off the, the cuff doesn't probably make a ton of sense, but, but, but we'll see, you know, I mean, he is, you know, very, very good player. Uh, one of the best defensive guards in the entire NBA still um, at this point in his career and comes with the added benefit. He can play on and off ball because he's got enough size, enough creation ability, and he's a good enough shooter that he can do, you know, both with that. So I think that is a key as well. Um, if a team wants to acquire him. All right, let's jump to the third team in this trade, and that is the Phoenix Suns. They move DeAndre Ayton, and they wind up getting, I mean, more players than I think they can actually roster. But uh, Yusuf Nurkic, they get Nasser Little, Keon Johnson, Grayson Allen. I'll pull up the spot track cap sheet now for the Phoenix <laughs> some Suns. Some of these guys are not going to stick. No, uh, that's some of the guys they signed over the summer because it's just now they have too too many guaranteed contracts. I think they're. I'll, I'll count it up while while you're doing that, but they're they're well past the guaranteed number. So we've been talking about this though, Keith, for the bulk of the summer. We've been talking about now that the Suns have DeAndre. Uh, they know they've got Bradley Beal, they've got Kevin Durant, you've got Devin Booker what your weakness on this team is depth and that maybe you could turn DeAndre Ayton into 
two or three players who aren't as good as Aiton, but are at least rotation level players. And so that helps you round out your roster. Do you think they accomplished that in, in this trade? Um, yes, because I think Nurkic, we talked about this a little bit um, mm-hmm. before where I, you know, Nurkic is, he's, you're, you're kind of trading a little bit of defense for offense. Not that Aiton's an all defense level guy, but, but more Nurkic mobile than Nurkic. Just, yeah. Nurkic is, it's not really what he does. He really has to play in like an extreme drop coverage now um, at this point in his career, but that's probably fine. Offensively, mm-hmm. good screen setter, good passer. You added another good passer uh, to this mix here. He does have a little bit of range, so that should open up the floor a little bit to work for some of these guys um, here that they have. So, yeah, and then you get Grayson Allen and Nasir Little, who Allen for sure could be a rotation guy mm-hmm. and little could be a rotation guy, but what's sneaky that's now 15 plus million in matching salary for something later. So mm-hmm. you broke Aiden's contract up. So when the Suns get deeper into, to the year and they're like, well, you know what, this whole no point guard thing isn't really working out. We need to go. Cause really what they were was the four max guys, Durant, Beal, Booker, and Aiden. And then all minimum guys. Yeah. Now you're in a spot where it is, hey, we have 15 million in matching salary that we can send out and go get something. So so right. we'll see, you know, how that comes together down the line. But for right now, yeah, I mean, I think for Aiton, who was questionable to be in the mix, and a rookie who, you know, we, quite frankly, we don't know anything, what he's going to be a second round rookie. Yeah, I mean, they didn't give up any picks or anything. And they got, you know, at least, you know, a few rotation guys for right now and, and maybe more down the line. Now, big picture, the former. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number one overall pick. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. And, and this is what he ultimately turned into. That's a little bit underwhelming when you look at it from that perspective. But obviously, we're living in a different world than we were just a few hours ago, right? Like, um, sure. this is the, the reality is they've got a team that needs to win right now. You've got a Kevin Durant that is 35. You've got Bradley Beal, who's 30, has his share of injury issues, right? So um, they're in a position where they need guys that can help them win right now. And I think Grayson Allen can do that. You also mentioned the fact that they don't really have a true point guard. Um Grayson Allen, while not a traditional point guard, he at least can act as a ball handler to a degree or a ball mover, if nothing else. Eric Gordon kind of view him as he can be a plug and play Eric Gordon in sets where you can run a set and say, hey, this is Eric Gordon's job in it. Hey, when it's off the off the bench, we're running that set. Grayson Allen, you're stepping into that similar role. And so you can ask him to do that again. You're still short that traditional point guard, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, you are at least having another guy who is a little more comfortable with the ball in his hands in a, in a creation sure. role. So you've got that as well that you're getting. Again, I'm disappointed that we're not going to get going to get to see DeAndre Ayton, who is certainly more mobile than Nurkic to see what Frank Vogel was going to get to do with him. But yeah. Nurkic, if healthy, which is, this is another player now that the Suns have where we have to put that big question mark, if healthy, uh, I think is is a good player. I think is actually underrated in in today's NBA. He can be a, a force. I think for the Suns team, and so it's a worthwhile gamble. But I can't help but looking back big picture and going, man, all the promise DeAndre Ayton had, and he turned into Yusuf Nurkic and Grayson Allen. Yeah. Hey, in this year, little and uh, sure, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I should too. not come on, now. Up, guys. Let's let's be nice. Um, no, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It, it's this is exactly you know that this is a disappointing return because of his draft status, right? Yeah. For the Suns is yeah, you got a role playing uh, center uh, who's got to be 30, I think, this season. Uh, then you got a backup spot starting level guard, a backup wing. Um, and we'll kind of see, you know, I, I have my doubts Keon Johnson even makes this team. So I don't mm-hmm. think that'll happen. Um, I added it up. The Suns have 17 fully guaranteed deals now. So they're going to have to do some, or I guess, you know, uh, Ish Wainwright's deal may not be fully guaranteed. But we're we're at a point where the Suns are going to have to do do some roster maneuvering here to, mm-hmm. to, to do something. So that tells me, hey, we might not be done. Yeah, right. Uh, with, with Phoenix, you know, maybe there's something else to come uh, with, with them trade wise, but but we're gonna see. Um, it was interesting too. I noted this the other day. Phoenix, Portland, they didn't filled out their rosters. They hadn't gotten their their camp guys and all this. And this is why this is why they're able to take back you know three four players mm-hmm. in these unbalanced trades because that's another thing why this was. I never bought that the Lillard thing would carry into the regular season. Because when you're doing a trade that this that's this unbalanced, you have to do it kind of now. So to to take advantage of the 21 players you can roster in the right. summer, uh, and we saw we're seeing Portland to some extent do that. Definitely Phoenix is uh, with that. So that that's you know another part of it here. Yeah, I just it didn't fully jump out at me until I started looking at the cap sheet, and I was like. Man, there it is. There's 15 plus million in tradable salary that the Suns didn't have before. 
in that you know very i mean grayson allen's on an expiring deal in this year little even if you're not in this year little fan he's well worth you know a contract that's essentially the equivalent of the taxpayer mid-level now so like yeah you, know, you, you like that's just good work to have that even Nurkic, if you threw him in you 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 you've created ways to break up trade without having to trade uh you know someone deandre Ayton with you know 35 million dollar salary the challenge being that you have to find teams that like those players though because yes. you don't have much in terms of draft capital to grease the wheels on a on a trade or just somebody or wants the... to get off a guy who makes 15 million over the next sure. three years yes. that they don't want right and that'll pop up throughout the course of the season too exactly exactly okay let me get into some of our chat questions yeah, here um let's get into into some of that and now that we've kind of gone through the the whole trade uh carl said how do we get holiday in a lakers jersey well you know how you can do those like create a jersey things where you can put whatever name you want on the on the back of a jersey you can do that but short of, of that there's just we've talked about this a lot over on the Lakers with in lieu of the you know the buddy healed fallout the lakers just don't have anybody that they're they can trade right now under cba rules unless you want to go crazy and trade lebron or something like that you can't trade all the guys who just signed contracts post december 15th that changes but i don't expect drew holiday to be on the blazers next week let alone by december 15th so yeah yeah i'm happening. with you on that one uh, my quick answer would be um you know if you want to get your uh if you want to get a holiday is trade for Justin or Aaron. That's probably yeah. <laughs> there, there a holiday go. in a Lakers Jersey. Listen to a, to a Weezer album. You could do that <laughs> as well. As well. Um, and Mario said, Miami must be in shambles right now. I mean, like the, if like Raptors fans were getting keyed up about maybe cause there were a lot of sure. rumors about that. But if you're the Raptors, you're like, okay, well we're right back where we, where we were before and like bummer, but, but man, if you're like Miami really went out to the point where you let Max Struess, you let Gabe Vincent go, knowing you were pursuing Dame and you were going to need all this flexibility and all this stuff. And then to not get him I, again, I, I'm not going to say Miami is just, oh, that's it. Miami's done. The, everything is ruined. It's Pat Riley. It's the heat. They find ways, right? I, I'm not counting them out by any means, but this is a, a blow to the heat. And let's see how they pivot again. I'm talking, if I'm Miami, I'm talking up. Uh, the Blazers right now about Drew and, and seeing what I can do there. Yeah. I mean, outwardly, and I do believe they have some belief of we're going to be okay. Like I do believe they're not, the heat are not an organization that's going to do something with putting all of their eggs in one basket. Like they did not build their roster believing we must come away with Damian Lillard or our entire off season is a failure. Like they, they're mm -hmm. just not how the heat operate. They're too smart for that. So I think, yeah, they're probably a little bit like, uh, and to lose them to a conference rival, that's also tough there. Yeah. But I think they're looking at it and saying, hey, like we very much, I think with Max Struess, I think it was, we have Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. We can't pay another guy 15 plus million. So that is what it is. Gabe Vincent, that one stings to me. I said that when they let him go for 10 million earlier anyway, like that was an exceedingly fair deal that they, I thought they should have just, you know, gone. he wasn't a restricted free agency. couldn't match that way, but they right. should have came to him and said like, Hey, what if we do 11 or 12? Like, yeah. you know, where, where are we going with this? And you know, just kind of go from there. So I think that part is, you know, that's the, the tricky one, but I think they're going to look at it and say, Hey, we have enough to be pretty good, right? We, we can still be a pretty good team. And I'm guessing the other answer is 
let's see. Yeah, before we get too crazy, we're, we're not done, right? Let, let, let's see where else we go and what else we do with this. But yeah, I mean, this is this is tough, especially the fact again that he went to a conference rival. Toronto, I think what for Toronto is it just screams. It feels like it's another missed opportunity to do something. So in something, something decisive, yeah, something exactly. that will that will point you in one direction or another. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. now it feels like we're in the same spot with. Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi going to be, you know, unrestricted free agents after the summer and who knows what it looks like in Toronto long-term. And that's, right. you know, I don't know. I just don't, I don't feel great about where the Raptors are at right now. Cause I feel like we're very, very much stuck in the middle on this. And yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I am seeing Jimmy Butler was on Instagram saying something about tampering, but I think he's probably having some fun is my guess. Jimmy Butler is the kind of guy who likes to, you know, do, do some, uh, you know, uh, a little, little bit of teasing and putting it there if he can. He said something about tampering. Yeah, it's something about the Bucks were tampering with Drew Holiday. So, oh, so okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Davion Nelson said Lowry, Jovich, and a first for Drew. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure the math works on that. Is it? Yeah, it's got to it be close should. though. Yeah, it's pretty. Close. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think that, that'd be close enough. Yeah, I mean, like if you're. If you're Portland, I did like because then Lowry, you're just going to wind up probably turning around, out. And right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So then, but Jovic, I like that. You know, that's an addition. Then get a first. Uh, as far as D'Lo, Gabe, and Max Christie for Drew after December fifteenth. Again, I don't think Drew is going to be with the Blazers past next week. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Um, so that's not going to be. I don't see that being something that's available. Oh, he also throws out for for your Celtics, Keith Brogdon, Horford, a first, and a couple of seconds for Drew. You go that yeah, far? I mean, I don't think I, I don't think that's something Boston will do. I don't think they're going to trade Al Horford again. Yeah. Uh, I think they'd look to do that a different way if they could. They'd probably be more like Brogdon, Peyton Pritchard, matching salary, maybe even add a second first if they wanted to go that way versus mm-hmm. giving up Horford because that's you're really eating into the front court depth on a team where now your two primary bigs are Rob Williams and Chris Apps Porzingis. And if you can confidently tell me those two guys are going to play 65 games this season each, I, I, I would like to know where your crystal ball is hidden. Cause I have a few other questions. To Let's ask talk lottery numbers. Well. Yeah, exactly. So that I don't know that they would do it that way. But yeah. I mean, maybe they could go in that direction, but I, I, I tend to think that's probably not how this is going to go down. All right. Uh, Alex Amerling said Aiden is an upgrade over Nurkic. I would I think agree for with Portland, that. Yes. I yeah. think for Phoenix, it's questionable. I, I, I do think Aiden, what I worry about is Nurkic is, is a major offensive upgrade. How much more offense does that team need? You already have Durant and Booker mm-hmm. and Beal. Like, you, you know, what? It's it's not like you say, well, it, you know, Nurkic can do this, and now all of a sudden they're going to average 140 points per game. Like, that's not going to happen. So I, I don't know how much he boosts it there. Whereas I think if Frank Vogel could have got DeAndre Ayton fully bought in, and I fully recognize that's a major if, then you get Ayton kind of in a place where, Hey, you're going to do the defense and the rebounding. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll run a handful of plays to get you post-ups yep. against mismatches or lobs at the rim or whatever it is, you know, each game to kind of keep you involved on that end. So I think maybe, you know, that could be where, you know, where, where you see the upgrade from. But, and I think for Portland, just the age, Portland's in a position now where their cap sheets 
clean enough that you can have Aiton's deal on there. It's not a problem um, to have him in there. And I think he just fits, you know, with, with the rest of that crew. That was the one place where they kind of didn't have anything beyond Nurkic locked in that was even really interesting. And we're going to find out, you know, by the end of this year, if Aiton's not a, not very near a 2010 guy, it's probably never going to happen because this should be the year he ought to be able to pull that off. Just given where, where he's at. Uh, with oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get plenty of touches in Portland. He's going to get plenty of opportunities there, certainly more than he would have in Phoenix. Phoenix was going to ask him to do more of a limited role because, of course, Kevin Durant's going to shoot. Of course, Booker's going to shoot. Of course, Beal's going to shoot. Um, and that can be challenging for a, a young player, <clears throat> particularly one as, as talented as Aiden, to be in just a kind of a you know catch and finish role and set screens and, and rebound and block shots at the rim and, and do those things. Yeah, maybe he wants to spread his wings a little bit more, but... Um, I don't know. I, I look at this and I, I think Aiden, he's an upgrade for Portland, certainly over Nurkic, but I don't know that the Suns, unless teams really start picking on Nurkic's lack of speed, whereas Aiden is probably a little bit quicker. I don't know that the Suns got significantly weaker at the center position as long as Nurk Nurkic can stay healthy. Yeah. Based I mean, on what the role is going to be. That's it, right? And and I think too, it is kind of funny now. Drew Eubanks is back to being uh, Yusuf Nurkic's backup after being that's out right. Of Portland. Um, but I mean, that's kind of I, I think you've got I'm gonna call it 40 minutes of solid center play between those two because I think you're 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 probably closing sort of small some nights, maybe even KD at the five and some lineups potentially, uh, pending where it goes. And I'm I just I don't know. I just now believe. I don't think that Suns roster is done. I, mm -hmm. I think we're going to get a couple, uh, couple more things coming. Not saying right now, but by the trade deadline, uh, I, I think we'll see them, you know, readdress whatever needs pop up because I think they've got some tradable salary to be able to do so now. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Keith, this was a day where literally you and I were texting about, you know, do we just do kind of a media day primer today? <laughs> like there's not much going on. We're still kind of waiting for the Damian Lillard thing to, to break. And, uh, and then boom, there, there it goes. And, uh, there was the trade. I've been jumping for days. Like we've been getting all these camp deals and stuff that have been coming yep. across the, the Twitter timelines. And I just keep jumping and like thinking, Oh, this is it. No. Oh, this is it. And then suddenly it was really it and it was and it still surprised me i was not expecting damian lillard to the milwaukee bucks but here we are keith the nba this league keeps giving you know i i talked to this is kind of ironic literally yesterday there was a and i won't name names but i was having a, a brief conversation with somebody in in nba media and they said this is finally we're getting to the end of the worst offseason ever and I said, the worst offseason ever. Why was this? Why was this such a bad offseason? They said, because nothing happened. And I'm like, well, like I don't know. I thought a decent yeah, amount of stuff it, happened, but I get it. We didn't have like the big flashy yeah. stuff. So I need to reach back out and say, how about now? Yeah, right. How are we, how are we feeling now? I could see <laughs> feeling it was the worst offseason ever because it never ended. I mean, we're you know training camps are opening up and we're still doing this stuff. So so I think that's the the kind of you know funny part of that. I I want to uh, give two two quick shout outs. One just a fun one. You texted me um, right yeah. as the tweets were coming in. My phone's blowing up. I'm in my car. So shout out to my wife for texting me, literally saying, "Do you need to come home?" Because 
I don't know how she saw it, but she saw that a big trade had happened and she said, come home and, you know, I'll go do school pickup. And I was only like five minutes down the road. So that worked out. So now we're here rather than an hour from now. Mm -hmm. Um, But also if folks haven't seen it and there's a tweet, it's on my timeline. You can find it very easily. It's been shared by a lot of other people. Um, The guys who do um, no dunks um, and and do, um, they, you know, they used to be basketball Jones and then the starters and now they're no dunks. Uh, Tass Mellis, who's one of the hosts of no dunks, um, really just really good basketball mind there. It's a great show. I love it. They have a lot of fun. Um, you know, I think a lot of what we try to do with having it fun and keeping it light has been modeled after kind of the way they've handled things a little bit um, with their show is uh, Tass was hit by a car, unfortunately, and he's in the hospital. So uh, Trey Kirby, one of the other co-hosts of the mm-hmm. show, set up a, a GoFundMe for Tass and his family. Um, and then he very clearly lays out any money that they don't need that will be donated to a charity of their choosing. Um, so if you have an opportunity, you know, go, you know, check that out, donate if you're able to help out, you know, just a really great guy, you know, um, you know, with them and just a really great show. So we, we, you know, want to, want to shout out and send a little bit of love to, to those guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, obviously very, very tough situation there. So definitely check that out. I, I also reposted that, I guess. So um, I keep wanting to say retweeted, but yeah, uh, you can check that out on my, on my timeline as well. So uh, speaking of tweeting, Damian Lillard yes, yes. just tweeted, said, and I'll just quote it, uh, said, the casuals won't be addressed, but the Trailblazers fans and city of Portland that I love truly will be, and they will be addressed truthfully. Stay tuned, excited for the next chapter, and then tagged the Bucks. Yeah. So, so there's something there, coming. Was holding out hope it wasn't done. <laughs> it's right. That, it's that's that's as done done. Uh, somebody just asked in the chat: Blazers plus or minus forty wins? But this year, minus minus minus. No, oh, yeah. It, you know, Smash the under five ish in that range. Teams pretty rare that teams win under twenty games now, but I would say you know twenty five ish there. You know, probably on the top end with that. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, right. I think that about wraps things up for this emergency episode of the Front Office Show. Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well over here on the Front Office Show YouTube channel. We try to keep you guys up to date on everything going on in the world of the NBA. And always fun when we get big news like this. Once again, Damian Lillard traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. And Keith, this time, it didn't happen at 2 a.m. Like the Yeah, I know. That was nice. Hey, and yeah, like you said, shout out. I mean, we had like 2,700 people or something in here at one one point. So, I mean, it's only 3.30 on on the East Coast here. So, thanks for checking in and hanging out with us as we break this down. And obviously, we'll come back as we learn more details if this trade is expanded or whatever. But thanks for hanging out. We always love hanging out with you guys, uh, you know, and doing these live shows. That's right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Until next time, see ya, and stay safe. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? 
Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.